Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are taking a deep dive into how trauma affects your aura. How does trauma show up in the energy signature around you? How does that benefit you? How does that have to be sifted and sorted through? How does that have to be seen and perceived? And I'm going to talk a lot about that today. And then I'm going to take a look at some of the very wonderful members. I mean, I can't say this enough. Um, you guys over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, I, I, I just put up a post. Hey, uh, I'd love to see a picture of you before a trauma happened in your life and after. And I wasn't expecting this much vulnerability. It is a real testimony to the beautiful souls we have over on that page, a true family. And I'm going to be taking a look at some of those pictures and, and discussing them in a deeper way. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. Well, I think but before we get into that, before we get into all the, the effects of trauma on the aura, I did want to give a couple updates. We had a huge response to some of the animals <laughs> that you read on last week's episode. And it, well, we could timestamp those. I think you can put out the timestamp for those if, if you didn't listen to last week's yet. So you can go back and do that. Yeah, it was episode 171 around 25 minutes. Okay, around the 25-minute mark of last week's episode. And again, you know, when the, the updates came in, from the, from the people that you read, their, their animals. It just blows my mind. This stuff blows my mind. Again, your ability to, to read a horse and a hamster from a picture just is, I don't know. It, it just really blows my mind. And then, so I wanted to read the updates and, and what the, the people said about it. Okay, so the first one, let, let's take MacGyver the horse first. Uh, this was from Sierra S. And this is how she responded to your reading on last week's podcast. I can't begin to thank you enough for doing a reading on MacGyver. You answered a 15-year prayer. So for 15 years, she was you know, trying to find this answer. You nailed everything about him. He came through like a person because he truly has the biggest, sweetest, most human personality of any horse I've ever been around. Knowing that he knew it wasn't my choice to give him up is the greatest gift and greatest relief anyone could have given me. Now, I know, I, you know, I know, I know you're so humble, but this is incredible. Uh, hearing the way you described his love towards me made me feel like I was back in the barn with him again, even just for a few short minutes. And just to lend a nod of accuracy to the reading, to my knowledge, he did indeed go to a sinewy, is that how you pronounce that word? Mm -hmm. Sinewy old horse guy. Sinewy is the perfect word, you know, to describe him. As for the tingling nerve feeling you described in his front leg, he used to kick the door of his stall with his front leg so hard the moment I entered the barn because he was excited to see me. I think he was giving you that sensation to pass on to me as a way of saying hello one last time. That one got oh. me. That part got me. Thank you for this precious gift of closure and enduring love. So, I, look, I, I know you are a very humble person. All right, all right. But it's incredible that you could do that from a picture. No, I mean, did, honestly, it, it, it's the energy of... Listen, I, it's, it's a gift, and I do work on myself to stay open and my ego repressed as much as it can possibly be in this human body. I do work there, but I'll tell you, it's the vulnerability of those who share their photos. It's the power of that animal. You know, I was scrolling through cause I knew I was going to do exceptional pets, like all the, you know, cause I did dogs one week, cats one week. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the, the off brand pets <laughs> this week. But, and horses aren't really off brand pets. Like, you know, a lot of people have them, but like, yeah. MacGyver, 
like stood out to me so like screamed his energy screamed so it's a really it's a testimony to like when you share it's i love the book the velveteen rabbit when you love something it becomes real oh that's really hard because like with that horse like the love that they had together made them both more real you know so it's really just a privilege. It's like I'm observing a channel of love between them. That's what it. That's what it. It feels like a gift to me. Yeah, is what it feels like because they loved each other, and because of that, they each became more real. All right. Well, Sierra, Oof. thank you God. so much for putting that picture. Hey, Giver, in. God. Um, we appreciate all the pictures, all the photos. I know there's hundreds of them. We can only pick a few, but we still do encourage you if you are, if you do want your pet, put the picture of the pet in the in the post, and hopefully one day we possibly could get to it. Um, that's on the Mystic, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page on Facebook. All right. So next we have Hammy, who is quickly becoming a fan favorite <laughs> of the page. Hammy. I mean, he is. I know it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. Who yeah, knew? I mean, it, who knew? they don't really have gender identity hamsters. Yeah. Someone asked that question too. Do, do hamsters have gender identity? You know, that's a great question. Animals don't. Okay, and I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't think so. No, anim- like animals just don't, and I, I get that. Cats, dogs, like, obviously they have the bio- the biology, you know, but they don't, usually I'll get the gender more as kind of a personality quirk, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> um, all right, so so Carla M. writes in with the update on, on Hammy, and I think the big thing from the reading, if I recall last week, was that Hammy had seen a lot of things. That's like the line <laughs> that's been going around, Hammy's seen things. Yeah. And he, you know, and... He was exposed. Right. 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 Okay. So <laughs> this is the hammy update from Carla. First of all, she thanks us both and everyone in the Mystic Mihaela spiritual family for making hammy feel so welcome and loved. Did I, you say hammy's a kindergarten class pet? Because that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's okay, in it. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, it's all right, in here. All right, yeah, go he's ahead. the kindergarten class pet. We, the, we, the, the kindergarten class adopted hammy two months ago. She was born in Ontario, Canada and traveled across the whole country in a car with a previous owner to British Columbia. Wow. Wow. Hammy gets her out. Yeah, yeah Hammy's been on go. adventures. We had her for only a couple of weeks, and she escaped her cage and was loose in the classroom having an adventure for six days before we found her again. So I assume oh that's what you were picking up. After the great escape, we gave her the nickname Hammy Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McHale's reading couldn't have been more accurate. As you can see by the photos, she's in an aquarium. That is why she feels so open and exposed. I have moved her to a dark and quiet corner. <laughs> Thanks so much for the advice, Mystic Michaela. I am hoping she'll be happier hamster uh, now. Hammy loves to eat fresh fruits and vegetables. Carrots, berries, apples are her favorites. Her hobbies include shredding toilet paper, <laughs> chewing on wooden metal, exercising in her hamster wheel, and rolling around the classroom in her hamster ball. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. That's She awesome. has seen it all in this kindergarten classroom. So That's that is Hammy. Um, Hammy just is like, I mean, I like I said, we have our own hamsters, and I don't get much from them. <laughs> but Hammy was giving me a lot, and I think... Hammy's great, and I think we all need like a children's book about Hammy. I, I, it's I, what it's what we all need. I do. Yes, uh, Carla. we know a children. Wait, we just got some children's books. So, <laughs> we, did. Uh, we do know a children's book uh, illustrator, but uh, we did have to take a poll in the Facebook group because there were a lot of motions made to make Hammy the mascot of <laughs> Know Your Aura podcast. I think we, you made the motion. No, so we did. <laughs> no, no, they did. Well, yeah, Leanne made the motion. Oh, I thought it was you. I thought it was you. Leanne okay. from Chicago made the motion. Okay, and, and I think a couple other people did too, but. You know, we, we listen to the people. We know? do. We do. We listen to the group. The so people. Everyone, 
So we, you know, I figured we have some fun with it. We don't have a mascot. We have a podcast ghost. We do. But we need a mascot, yeah. right? You know, some people did discuss the longevity of Hammy, oh. you know, but for the time being. All right? yeah. So we, we made a motion to see if Hammy would become the mascot of KYA. We let all members of the Mystic Camel. Mystic McKellar's virtual family vote. Everyone's eligible. They needed 111 votes minimum to get the, the motion to pass. And 75% of the group <laughs> voted for Hammy to be the mascot. Wow. Okay. 3% voted. We even have Hammy art now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I think, we, yes, t-shirts are being made as we speak. <laughs> I've already art. ordered two. Um <laughs> Three three percent of the group voted for the Mothman. Okay, I, I was thinking that one too. I would have voted for yeah. that one personally. One percent just voted for other, but did not say. <laughs> <laughs> Next in line, sixteen percent thought a cat, but I don't know, random cat, random. Rocky. I don't know, yeah, Rocky our cat. cat. I have no idea. But sixteen okay. percent voted for a cat. All right. One um, percent voted for a duck-billed platypus. <laughs> It was Mark. Um, 1% voted for Petro Hanchar. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm on okay. board on that one too. Okay. Uh, 1% voted for South Florida Purples. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Just read South Florida KYA Purples. brought to you by South. We are South Florida Purples over here. And 3% voted for a flirtle. I don't know flirtle, what that is. I don't, maybe like a turtle, some sort of turtle. <laughs> Okay, so is that a real animal? Voted for, that's a high percent for a flirtle. <laughs> What's a flirtle? Yeah, they're, they're tied with Mothman. So right. by rules, we had over, we had a few hundred <laughs> votes. Um, Hammy is the official mascot of Know Your Aura podcast. That's great. All right. So we wanted to lighten it up a little bit just before we're getting into some real heavy stuff here. Right. But we have two ads, and then you're going to come back, and you're going to talk about Trump. Uh, trauma's effect on the aura, and then we'll do the stories from the group. And just a little uh, side note, this probably this podcast today isn't for little ears okay. or if you're in a sensitive space today. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. It's time for your special scoop. My scoop of AG1? Yes. Now, I've been giving you one scoop in your water every day in the morning. What have you been noticing? Yeah. Okay. No, I do go to the Y. You do. And I got a bunch of guys that I hang out with at the Y. Yeah. And I've been noticing, I've been increasing my curls, my dumbbell curls. Oh. Even the guys have been saying, wow. Because, you know, I went from like two to three pound curls. Right. Dumbbell curls to like six to ten pound dumbbell mm, curls. Wow. So, so they really have been saying, yeah, you're looking good, man. So I feel like what you're trying to say is. My energy's up. Yeah. And I actually, no. Tip, and I really do like 25, 30 pound dumbbells, okay? Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I do. Come on. Is that a lot? I don't know. No, I do like, I, I can do like, like, it's like side curls, like 35 pounds. Oh, is that, <laughs> is that really, good? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I used to do more when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't mean, to, I didn't mean to make you feel bad just yeah, now. But, the, but with the, with the AG1, it's been going up 50, 50 pounds. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. yeah I mean, personally with me, I've noticed since taking my scoop every day, you know, improved digestion, my hair and skin feels better. And honestly, it's just a lot easier than taking a lot of different things it, like throughout the day. It's just one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. My AG1 is delivered to me every month and it's been super easy because of that to make it a daily habit. I also get the single serving travel pack so I never have to miss a day and you don't either, Scott. I just mix the powder into ice cold water and drink it first thing in the morning. That's it. With AG1, taking good care of my body each day is really that simple. 
If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and free, free, five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash K-Y-A. That's athleticgreens.com slash K-Y-A. And check it out. My knees, my elbows, my neck. I mean, let's talk about the dryness that can happen this winter season. And Osea is my one-stop shop and yours too for clean, nourishing, clinically proven products for both face and body. They've been making seaweed-infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 26 years. So let me tell you about Osea's Andaria LJ Body Butter. It is this like rich, it's like butter for your skin. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. And then it just smooths the look of any crepey skin. It combines nutrient-rich seaweed, whipped shea butter, and ceramides. And it transforms dry skin to smooth, soft, and unbelievably supple skin. You know, it's stuff that you normally would put on your face, but it's for your own body. And why not the whole body, right? Osea's TikTok famous Andaria Algae Body Butter is like your next level body care. It's thick, rich, absorbs instantly, and it just feels fantastic on my skin. It's a habit I just am going to end up keeping all year round, honestly, because I can't imagine never not needing it, but it's really saved me this winter. So protect your skin from winter dryness. Vegan skincare and body care from Osea can help you out. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code KYA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com and use code K-Y-A for 10% off. How does trauma affect your aura? Well, life doesn't leave any of us unscathed. That's the truth. And, And maybe that's the point in a way. And when I look at auras, I just see it so very plainly. Auras are us. They're your energy signature. They're the extension of you energetically. They're kind of like your go-between between this world and the next, your higher self and you. They're kind of just that energy atmosphere you project. But they're also our friends and they're our protectors and and they're here to, to support And because of that, they can take over when we're weaker inside or when we're going through something. They can become an armor. They can become a shell. And while we can't avoid trauma, we can avoid living in the shell. I love looking at pictures when I do a reading of of you as a kid and the people who raised you. And the atmosphere you were raised within. Because you're influenced and your auras display that. I mean, you're influenced by your parents. You're influenced by your upbringing, by your culture, by what happened to you, by where you live, by illness, by events outside of your control. I mean, everything influences you. And your aura can shift and change and move with that. It can, it can create, I guess, modifications to assist you when necessary. And I think 
understanding that about our auras, about our energy can help us relate it back to ourselves instead of live in the distance that that can create. Because when your aura can move and change and and do all these things to protect you, if you live without the conscious knowledge of that, you can you can feel a little disconnected, distanced from who you are, from who you were. You can feel like life doesn't really have a point or you can feel like it's hard to access joy or access the things that you want in life or access emotion at all. But the journey back to you, the journey understanding, hey, how did my energy support me during this time I just went through? Um, That journey is through studying this, seeing where what happened changed you, seeing where you do and don't need that added protection anymore and grasping the lessons, which are the inadvertent gift of trauma. The things that become part of you are sometimes the things that destroyed you. And sifting through it, healing, is sometimes making peace with those parts, making peace with the, with the things that have to stay. And that's the journey I see a lot of us take after a trauma. When something destroys you, one of the gifts of the destruction is that you have a choice about what you want to rebuild and in a very bittersweet and sad way, that is the gift. I read a woman who lost her baby and I mean, she lost a lot of other things too when that happened. She lost her friends. She lost a motivation for what she thought she wanted to do in life. She lost her identity. She lost her husband. She lost a lot. And I remember, because I read her right after her baby passed, and she had showed me some pictures of before this horrific tragedy, and she was normally purple and blue. And, you know, that was her aura. So she was, you know, a compassionate, sweet, fun, bubbly person, Um, kind of a pleaser here and there, you know, a little quirky in those fun ways. She had, she had a lot of joyfulness around her. and But I was reading her now. So in her current selfie, she was mostly yellow. And the blue was really washed out. Looked like barely there. It's like a light, just wisp of it. And this behind it all was this purple. And it was angry. And it was boiling. And it looked like it was ready to explode. She was there. It's just her aura had gone through a lot. You know, her, her baby was ill. And so that yellow, and I think a lot of people maybe listening could relate who've gone through something like that. I mean, she was in, and she was wearing yellow. Her aura just borrowed yellow very effectively, by the way, to take on the processes that, I mean, she was going through. She was basically, you know, a doctor now, you know, after living with, in hospitals and living with her child's illness and living with taking care of her child and having to become basically a caretaker and a nurse and just distanced from things so she could survive. But behind all that, she was there, but she was stuck in it. And anyways, um, after the reading and, you know, this just happened, she, she just went out and she chose what she wanted to rebuild. She left a lot of her life behind And she ended up traveling the world and she took her time and she started doing and saying things that felt real to her. And 
yeah, she's forever changed and nobody would choose that. Nobody wants that to happen. This isn't something that's awesome. It's just something that happened. And she chose what she wanted her world to look like in the aftermath. And she made choices that were new and choices that were different. She chose what she wanted to rebuild on her way, sifting through what happened to her and understanding how she had protected herself during that time and understanding what she had to do to survive. She did find her way back to herself. And I I saw her aura in a new photo recently. And I mean, she has a whole new life and her aura looked like a different person's aura. Like, and this, uh, sometimes if I have readings with you, I'll tell you this every once in a while. It's like, I'm looking at two different people sometimes. Like you look the same physically, but, but your aura looks like a different person's aura. And she was back to purple and blue, but it wasn't the same. She was not the same person who she was pre-tragedy because that's gone, but she's still herself. She just found a way back to the self she is today. And I think if you've gone through trauma and you've had to claw your way back to yourself, you understand that. You have to meet yourself again and reacquaint yourself with yourself because it's a different person. Because you don't get to go back, but, you know, she looked good and it was solid and it was her own energy and it felt real and it felt really hard won and she felt very self-aware and she felt like she wasn't going to do things she used to do anymore. Those things were done. She didn't rebuild everything. And, and that is one of the things that happens after trauma. You do have choices on what you want to rebuild or not. And honoring your trauma, it's like that. You've been changed. Your aura will show that. But you can rebuild your energy back in a way which is still you. It's just honoring the you you are now. And yeah, you do. Like I said, we don't come out of this world unscathed. We don't come out of life without scars. But that's okay. And when I see those scars on your aura, it's not a blight on your aura. It's honestly, it makes you more formidable. It's stronger. It's aware. It sees through stuff a lot easier. But the journey to get there, to hash through all the aftermath, that's a choice you have to make too, to go through it. And that's what's needed so you don't sit in the place that you were when it was doing its job protecting you. Because that, when you don't need the armor anymore, you got to put it down. And we've talked about this on here. When the lifeboat, when when your boat's sinking and you have your life vest on, once you hit land, you got to take the life vest off. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to take that life vest off. It saved you. And it is really hard to dump sometimes those energies that came in to do damage control because you get attached. But you have to, and that's part of healing. And it's not always a fun journey, but it's very helpful. And and if you've gone through it, it takes time and it takes a lot of support. You know, so a lot of spiritual work, a lot of therapy, a lot of time, a lot of self-love. But not everybody's always ready to do it. Some people like to sit. They like to sit in the trauma. And maybe they're just not ready. You know, I had a reading with a woman recently and I just thought like, before, just at the very beginning of the reading, I'm like, whoa, like her aura wasn't right. It was like this indigo blue mesh. Sometimes I can't describe it. It just doesn't look right. And it didn't feel right. And it was like this explosion of unchecked energy. And immediately I'm like, 
you know, I I get an autoimmune disease here. And, you know, and she did. She had a really tough one. And before we talked about anything else, like spirit was like your family. And it's kind of like how you were programmed to take in everybody else's stuff all the time. Like kind of classic indigo problems. And the blue seemed inauthentic. And anyways, just like kind of that classic, classic indigo blue and with inauthentic blue thing where you take on too much of other people's stuff and hold it for them because that's how you think your self-worth is. So like I tried to explain this to her, you know, and she agreed, like she understood you know, her parents' divorce really affected her and she felt like kind of like the odd one out in the family that nobody understood her and this or that. But I think, you know, she, it was hard for her to want to go and sift through it and make those connections. It was hard for her because you have to be ready to do it because sometimes it's kind of hard and it can be sad and it can bring up stuff. And it's not negative to do this, by the way. Like, it's not a negative thing to go back and be like, okay, you know, this is how I was raised and these were some limitations of the people that had me and and that's okay, but how do I take responsibility for it now and how do I get a new way of feeling worthy instead of holding everybody's stuff all the time? Um, It's never negative to go back there and just validate yourself and just to kind of like retrace the steps in an honest way. Because when you do that, you're Aura doesn't have to hold up or prop up that unnecessary, inauthentic, or armored energy anymore. That takes a lot of energy to do that, which is why when I see people go through trauma and they haven't exactly had time yet to go through their their energy and do kind of the spiritual work too, like the body will start talking to you. You'll start having health problems. Your body will start screaming at you. Depending on your aura, and I did an aura health episode, different aura colors have different kind of ways where it's going to manifest. Purple, sometimes it's a mental, can be like mental illness. Blues and indigos, it can be autoimmune. I mean, yellows, it can be IBS. And listen, I love doctors. I'm not a doctor. Go see a doctor. Doctors are great. Western medicine, I'm all for it. Okay, let's just like say that now. But I believe that when you go through trauma energetically, if you're not dealing with the mental and spiritual part of it, your body will start speaking to you. And it's just something to listen to because it's crying out to you. Like, help me. Help yourself. (laughs) This is too much energy for me to constantly carry. Please alleviate this by making connections between how you were raised or what happened to you or what the trauma is and how you are living life now. This will help. Because when the trauma is over, it is necessary to see like, what's the damage? You know, after a tornado, you got to open your door and look around and that's not fun. (laughs) And after a hurricane, you got to go out and do the same thing. Got to assess the damage. You know, you got you to go to the center of town and see that it's leveled. You know, the, the things that were aren't anymore. And noticing it and living it and being real about it, that's very, very difficult. And you can't do it till you're ready. And that's why I always support is necessary for dealing with trauma. I don't want anybody... I mean, let's listen, this is like an, a psychic podcast, okay? But therapy support, mental health services, all these things are really important. You you shouldn't have to do any of this on your own. Um, But anyhow, I feel like after trauma, you have to do the same thing because if you start noticing like the things that you used to enjoy fall flat 
or, you know, the things that you used to want just aren't shiny to you anymore or the people you used to connect to, you're just not. It's an indication that there's something, there's a distance between you and the world and that's probably your energy, which has created like a big old buffer around you so that you're protected from whatever was going on that you couldn't handle. It's like a disassociation almost can happen. And this is not easy. This is hard stuff. So I want you to be patient and kind and love yourself and then also understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel, which is you get to choose. You get to choose what you want to rebuild. And that is so powerful. That is so powerful. So how does it play out with the aura? So these are a lot of generalizations because honestly, you're all different. But I will see people wear different aura colors. When they're going through trauma or after, or after they've been through trauma or after their auras changed because of trauma um, and also wear their own aura colors differently after trauma. So let's just start with purple. When I see people, it's hard to wear purple if you're not purple. That's very, not an often thing that happens. So usually I'll, purple's honestly like really easy to see if you're going through something. Um I call it hot mess purple, which isn't very nice, but I'm purple and I've been hot mess purple when I've gone through things. So it's just a really intense shade of purple and it's kind of like, oh boy. And you can, it's almost like it feels uh, just just throwing caution in the wind, risk taking. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do it. Making wild choices making really big decisions in a, in a moment. Um, they just kind of like throw spaghetti at the wall of their life and see what sticks. And your emotional repercussions, like you move through it quicker. So usually when I see somebody with like that, that shade of purple, like hot mess purple or a purple bomb purple, I can see that they've gone through something really, really hard and they've thrown themselves at it because that's the only way they knew to do it. And there's going to be some sort of fallout soon. It's kind of like you have an amazing night out and you're like, wow, that was amazing. This is like a terrible metaphor, but this is what I'm getting. And then in the morning, your friends are like, do you know that you like called this person and then you did this? And then you're like, you're like, oh my God, I did all that. (laughs) You know, like that. It's kind of like that, but with your life. And listen, a lot of the things you do when you're going through trauma and you're wearing this much purple, you had to do anyways. Like maybe you had to be that purple to finally make the choice to leave the relationship or to move across the country or to tell off your abuser. Maybe you had to be that person in order to like flip and do it without your guilt holding you back or any sort of like logic with quotes around it holding you back or whatever repercussions from what other people think holding you back. Maybe you needed that and that's okay. And we have to honor that. And whatever fallout happens whatever. Like you had to do what you had to do. You had to be who you had to be. But sometimes like when you sit for a while, like a couple months after you're like, oh boy. Okay. I feel bad about how I handled that. I feel. So it's not about beating yourself up. It's about like, I, that's apparently what my energy feel like it needed to do. And that's the only way it could move me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blue. When I see people who are blue going through trauma, it's like too much blue. When I see people who aren't blue and they're wearing blue, it's because they're like overwhelmed. Um, either way, I'll see a lot of health stuff. Indigo too, but but either way, when they're blue and they're wearing too much blue or they're not blue and they're wearing blue, health stuff always. It's like usually like, all right, I'm taking care of my loved one who's dying. And if you're blue, you're too much blue. If you're not blue, you're wearing it. It's just like saturated with emotion, other people's stuff, taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in. You got to watch your health because I'll see that afterwards. It's almost, it really does open you up to health stuff. So it's kind of like after the trauma, I can see people either way with the blue thing, um, struggling with depression, struggling with like, again, autoimmune or hormonal issues, circulation problems, all sorts of things like that. Blood, blood disorders, like all sorts of things like that. Just because like you just got weight, you just, you're, you're holding too much energy in your body and your body can't sustain it. Uh, and also kind of, uh, it's, it's a lot of like guilt, like, because you're sitting there probably like taking care of somebody when this is happening. So you're like, okay, what should I do now? What do they need? What do they need? What do they need? What do they need? And everything becomes your problem. And then if you don't know when to stop that, it can continue. And that's not a way to live. You know, like when you're taking care of somebody who's dying, for example, like that is your problem. Like you are, that is something that is your responsibility. So you're doing it during that time. But after they go, it can be, you can sit there and then it turns on you and you're like, I should have done this. I should have done that differently. You start beating yourself up. And then anybody says anything and you're like, oh my God, this is my fault too. Or, you know, so you have to watch it. And it's, it's just really hard. And, and I see that, you know, it, with trauma, trauma in the aura. Indigo too, like indigo, all that. Um, a lot of times like the indigo will go blue sometimes. If you are indigo, it'll go blue. It's like your energy's way of not making you analyze as much as you normally do because indigos like to analyze. So it's kind of like you go into a surface existence. So I'll see the indigo turn to blue. Um, or sometimes I'll see your indigo too dark which is like you're actually analyzing a little too much. You're getting dark on me. I'm like, hey, come back to us. Come on, come back. You'll start isolating, hermiting, not wanting to be around people. Can't take any stimulation. Um, I see indigos who've gone through trauma. It's like they don't want to leave the house. And I listen, all indigos, like we joke, of course, but like after trauma, it's like, no, I can't handle bright lights. I can't handle people's voices. I can't handle smells. I can't handle seeing people. I can't handle sunlight. I can't handle noise. I can't handle anything because you're just so overstimulated. I'll see that with too dark indigo when you've been through trauma. It's like you can't handle one thing. It's like, it's just the straw that broke the camel's back. Like any sort of more energy sensory stuff can just like break you. So if you feel that, like, you know, so I'll see that sometimes with, yeah, indigos who've been through trauma. Okay. Um, I think it like spaced out too. I can see indigos getting like spaced out and numb, like very numb. That's like usually if they're going more blue when they're indigo. 
yellow. If I see yellow people going through trauma or people who aren't yellow who are wearing yellow, it's kind of just the same thing, which is survival mode. Just like the mom I talked about earlier who was dealing with her, the loss of her child. Um, It's survival mode. And if you are yellow and you're going through something like that, you're in overdrive. And even if you're wearing it, it's like overdrive, um, staying busy. You can't sit down because you'll fall apart. Um, And after the... Because there's a purpose when your aura shifts and changes. There's a purpose for it usually. So it is helpful to you at the time. So it's not like when you're going through it, and if you are relating to this now, like, I think I'm yellow right now because I'm dealing with this. It's okay. All right. It's it's your tool in your tool belt right now. So don't... Sometimes you need it, you know. But the thing is, is like when the storm passes, that's when you have to consider, okay, how how can I drop it now? Or how can I change it? Or how can I let this go or back this off a bit? And yellow auras, they're, they can get in survival mode. And if you're not yellow and you're wearing yellow, same thing. So I, I do see this a lot with medical stuff. So I'll see a lot, you know, if somebody's dealing with a loved one with medical things, they just go into yellow mode, even if they're not yellow. Because that's just the world and that's how the system's set up too a lot of times. So if you're the caretaker of somebody who's going through something, like you get yellow real quick because that's how that world is set up. I'll see this too with people going through maybe really messy divorces and they're dealing with the legal things or, you know, financial issues and they're dealing with the financial things. Like anything, anytime you're dealing with a system and it's like this huge traumatic situation for you, you can get real yellow. And what happens is if you keep it that way, it can turn into like full-fledged anxiety. You just feel hyper all the time. And again, the health conditions like the IBS, it's like just digestive stuff. Um, I mean, it's like living on edge all the time. Green auras. When green auras are going through trauma, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a screensaver. Like, um, do they have those anymore? Am I old? Uh, you know, like if the computer doesn't want to use all its power, it puts the screensaver on. Um, it's like that. It's like low power mode on your on your phone because they're operating at such a high level to get through whatever trauma they're getting through that they have to sometimes turn off their emotions so that it kind of saves their energy for the task at hand. So, I mean, I just saw that. I mean, my friend was going through a divorce and her dad was helping her through it. I mean, it was really messy and it was terrible. And he just went like full on green, like to the point where he could talk to the ex. He could talk to the ex's counsel. He could, I mean, he was, and he was totally civil and he just went really green. Like he was like, yep, dealing with it. Oh, he's going to sue for this. Okay. Oh, here's our action plan. Do, do, do. Okay. We're good. He had to do that for his kid. So is he like in charge of hugs and holding hands and kisses right now? No, he's not. But is he doing something else? Yes. And we're very thankful for him because he's getting stuff done, but he can't do, he can't do everything. The, and again, if you're, if that relate, if you understand that or you relate to that or whatever, what happens is, is after you're like, let me look around. Is that over? Yeah, that's over. How can I reclaim? How, how can I calm that down now? I don't usually see people wearing green unless they are green, but I will see people wearing green if they're dealing with trauma with a green person. 
So let's say like your husband is green and he's going through some some sort of awful trauma on his side of the family. I can see other like the spouse wearing green to kind of think like him so you can deal with it with him a little bit. So it's kind of like secondary trauma. I don't know. That, I'll see that kind of interesting. But the, they can get into analytical mode, you know, and they can. And, and if you're green, you can kind of feel like, why don't I feel anything? Why do I feel robotic? Why? Why don't I relate to that stress everybody else is having? I'm doing okay right now. Hmm, that's weird. It's like, you know, it, it'll catch up with you. It's just ride the wave, no one to take it down. Red. If you're not red and you're wearing red or if you are red and you're just wearing more of it because of trauma, it's usually because you're in some sort of like fight or flight survival mode. Um, I will see this on, I mean, just an example, uh, people who are in active duty, military, police officers, firefighters. I mean, I will see red on them, even if they're not red. And this it's the same kind of red, which is kind of like uh, ready to, ready to go. Like, let's go. Like life or death, any second. Um, it's like being turned on with this intense energy all the time, like warrior vibes, but like all the time, which, and especially if you're not red, either way, it's not great for your nervous system. But like, if you're not red and you're wearing this much red, you're, I mean, your, your nervous, nervous system can go to, can just, can just really go to hell. Like, honestly, it is just like, it is, you are just, you can't handle it. And again, I'm not a doctor, but this is usually when I feel someone having like a post-traumatic stress disorder situation going on. It just feels like, like any sound, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You're like in this instinctual survival mode all the time. That's what the red can do to you if you're going through a trauma. And listen, very necessary if you're in combat, all right, that red aura can come on in and keep you alive. But like when you come home now and you're at the grocery store, it's not good for you anymore, you know? So and that's hard and that's hard and and we have a lot of uh we have a lot of people dealing with that in our lives and i think a lot of us understand that about when they're dealing with it but it's really hard when it's you because it sneaks up on you too i notice with the red energy like it's like impulse control like you don't even know when it's hitting you it's like you see red you're just like i don't even know why i said that i don't know why i just snapped i don't know why i just did what i did i don't know why because you don't, because it's like, it's a behavioral thing. And that's what I noticed with the red thing. It's like impulse behavior. It's really hard to control that one when it seeps on you and you're trying to make peace with it after you don't need it anymore. It's very hard. Pink. When I see pink aura people going through trauma, sometimes their pink is just way too pink. And I don't usually see pink people... I don't see people who aren't pink wearing pink a whole lot, but too pink. It's kind of like they're living in their bubble and it just looks really pink to me. It's like they're, it's like they're living in a bubble. That's what their aura looks like a bubble. And they can be really hard to talk to because you're like, Hey, did you notice like this is going on with your marriage? And then they're like, what do you, they're almost mad at you for trying to pop their bubble. Of course they know. They just decide not to discuss it today like that. So they can get really defensive and closed off and um, they don't want to connect with reality. So so here's the deal. When you live, when you're, when you're pink and you're going through trauma, and I see a lot of kids doing this and I see a lot of kids who were hurt doing this in adulthood. Like, so I see a lot of kids who were abused and whatnot in adulthood. It's like, it was their way. 
I mean, I guess like I'm not a psychologist, so I'm sure there's words for this, but it's almost like a disassociation or like a detachment or something. Like they just go somewhere else. I see turquoises do this too, by the way. It's just like, ooh, where am I? Hmm, I can be somewhere else. No matter what, no matter what's happening in my physical body, I'm somewhere else right now. Oh, cool. And then you learn to do that. If you don't unlearn to do it because it's very habitual or something that you just kind of do, um, yeah, it's just it's just hard because you want you want to live life more consciously and have more control. So again, it's a wonderful thing that I'll see that saved people, and we love that about ourselves. And we're like, thank you. I have a special place in my heart for the pink aura thing because I just see it a lot with um kids who are hurt, but um and and who are adults now. And then I'm reading them and I just see the little kid that was hurt. Okay, so. It's like, we love you, Pangora. We're so glad that you were my bubble. Thank you for saving me. But I don't need you anymore. I stand up for myself. Nobody will hurt me again. Nobody's going to hurt my kids. Nobody's going to hurt... But I don't have to live in you anymore. But that was your safe place. So it's really hard to leave your safe place sometimes. It makes me sad. Turquoises. When I see a turquoise going through trauma... Or somebody who's not turquoise wearing turquoise. This actually just happened to me in a recent reading. Um, It's like you don't... It's like, who am I? Where am I? It feels like you're falling through the center of the earth. Like you lost your point of gravity. That's what it feels. And it looks like that. It looks like water around you. It's like, who am I? Where am I? What do I think? It's like you're on a runaway train in your own body. When you're going through, when you're wearing like the turquoise, that's what it feels and looks like to me when I'm looking at a turquoise who's going through trauma or somebody's wearing turquoise who's going through trauma. So it's very dispersed. Um, too much, it's like going into other people's areas, reflecting on their stuff, picking up their stuff, borrowing their stuff, voyeur, voyeurism to other people's worlds and being like, I should do this. I should do this. I should. And then, and then just like so many voices, like, am I crazy? What's going on? Why don't I connect? Am I losing my mind? What's it, you know? So I'll see that too. Cause it's kind of like you poof, disappear into the atmosphere when your turquoise are wearing turquoise and you're going through trauma. So that is, that's, that's hard. Because, and so a big thing is just kind of like, what's my center? Okay. How do I find myself? How do I get back to me? And sometimes to get back to yourself after trauma, of course, with support. And like we talked about resources and therapy and, and, and people who get it. Um, it's a lot of time. So we have to be patient with ourselves and, that's why I wanted to do this episode because when I read you guys and I see what you've been through and I see it in your energy and I see it in your aura, I want you to know how inspiring you are, how beautiful you are, how how strong you are. It's like a phoenix rising from the ashes and how you survived it, that you're here to talk about it, that you made it through and you can share it with people and you can say that happened to me, but I'm not going to own that. I'm only going to take the things that serve me. That is, it's just beautiful to me. And I'm left often after readings with such gifts from you all in and being able to see that. So I, I have a lot of gratitude and I hope that understanding how we can move around our trauma and how we can get 
whatever bittersweet gift we can from it. Um, I, I hope I hope that helps you all in your own spiritual journeys. And, and of course, I want to hear about this over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page. I just finished eating three days of just Saqqara. Three days Saqqara food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And can I tell you something? I feel amazing. My metabolism, I can tell, just feels kick-started. I am way less bloated. And my energy level is... I can't remember the last time it was this high. And let me tell you something. While I'm eating their food, it is good. It is delicious. It is real food. And it keeps me full. I don't have the cravings when I'm doing these meals. I mean, if you're looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best, Sakara, it's the answer. And it's so much more than just a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program. That's like having a nutritionist and chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your goals from weight management to clearer skin and boosted energy. That's my big thing. And also they're delicious. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy, clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. That's Sakara S A. K-A-R-A dot com slash K-Y-A to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So we ask people in the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family to tell us about a trauma they had and then send in a photo of themselves before the trauma happened and then send in a photo of themselves after the trauma. So that we can kind of see, or mostly you could see, if their aura had changed from the two pictures. Okay, so now let me just stress this. It's incredible. The outpouring is incredible. We had over 735 comments at the time of this taping. Amazing. Um, And, you know, people are vulnerable. They're just letting out here. But we have, I think, maybe the safest space on the internet to do this, you know. That, that's just my opinion, but I think it is a incredibly safe space. People feel comfortable doing it. Uh, of course, we went through them all, but we cannot do every single one, so we picked out uh, some. You know, I'm just we, really grateful yeah. for everyone like sharing and putting it out there because you don't know the ripple effects that you have on other people that read that and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone because I know trauma can be very isolating. So I'm just I'm just so thankful for our group. All right, so here here we go, and we'll... I mean, the pictures are up in the in the on the Facebook page if you want to take a look after. Okay, here we go. So Rebecca C writes, "I always wondered how our auras change after trauma. I felt like I haven't been the same since mine. It has been hard to trust people, speak up for myself, and many other things since. I was sexually assaulted in college a few months after this first picture. Mm. It's hard to look at pictures of myself before my trauma because I looked so happy and innocent in those. Okay, and then she has the picture." of herself in her graduation outfit and then a picture um maybe you know some sort of winter a recent photo a recent photo okay. winter backdrop <laughs> right. with her hat with a hat on okay yeah you know oh rebecca you know and I, I i didn't get to talk about 
you know, I talked about trauma in general. I just talked about that, but sexual assault, sexual abuse. What do you, you know, when somebody does that to you, you know, like what does that steal from you? The potential you, it just kills in a lot of ways. And, and that innocent discovery period that just goes away overnight. When I look at Rebecca, her first picture, pre-trauma, I see blue, I see purple, you know, I see a little sparkly yellow, you know, she's exploring life, she's excited, her colors are all just a little bit more jumpy, you know, kind of vibrant, they're just a little bit more like, oh, let's try, you know, spontaneous, working together, um, just, I guess, just volunteering for life. Okay. And if the, I hope that makes sense. Like yeah. they just, they jump off the page a little bit. Like she feels young, I guess is what I'm saying. Like she looks beautiful in each picture. She's a young girl, but like she just feels younger okay. in the first one. And her, her aura f- feels younger, okay. if that makes sense. Like a kid. In this one, it's the blue's a lot darker. I would even say it borderlines on blue to go in a lot of ways. I feel like she thinks more before she raises her hand to volunteer something or says something or gets to know somebody or there's just a cautiousness about her. There's also like a deep, a deeper analytical component to her. I feel like she just, it's safer to sit inside herself sometimes and go out of that all the time, understandably so. Um, they're still yellow and they're still purple. I just feel like it's more of a contemplative she just brought it all inward. Okay. And listen, like, there's no, that's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's what happened. And I feel like maybe if she feels validated, like, yeah, I'm just in a different space. I see it on her aura. It just seems more contained, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and more, she feels older now. Her aura looks like it's aged a lot. Wow. Okay. And, and age on an aura is not a bad thing, right? By the way, age she just does that. It just yeah. accelerated that, but it's unfair because she didn't have the time to do that on her own time. Like this incident accelerated that, but she has all her colors and they're all there. They're just working differently. Okay. And then you said the blue is turning towards indigo. The, the blue is just really deep. Yeah, really it's like deep. a blue to, go, blue to go, which I can see that sometimes with blue auras. Like after a trauma, they go like inward. And they can unlock maybe some indigo attributes, meaning more hermity, a little bit more in yourself, a little bit more analytical. Okay. You know, a little quiet, just less people, less stimulation, that, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Very, very fascinating. Um, all right. I hope I do not pronounce the next one that you gave me's name incorrect. Elida? Elidia? Elid- uh, I would say Elidia. Elidia E writes this. This is me before losing my younger sibling to addiction suddenly just over two years ago. Mm. Between having to hear about and visualize the description of how she was found, having to fly home to help my family clean out her things and throw them away, it's something that forever changed me. It truly tore my family apart with guilt and blaming, and we still didn't, we still haven't been able to recover from it. Definitely was and continues to be the hardest loss I've ever dealt with. Mm. Attaching an after photo in the comments below with her son she left behind okay and then and her she does have her two too. photos so she has her original photo of just her and yeah then her with the three kids so when i look at her before 
another tricolor. Like she's purple, blue with like a real like sparkly yellow. Blue. Yeah, but it's it's uh so when I look at her before I get doing her own thing, she's an independent person, of course. You know, I feel like Elidia is the type of person that she's like, I got it. I'll do it myself. Like, she doesn't really ask for help all the time. She's independent. Like, she likes to do things herself. She's adventurous. Um, And she's on her own path in this picture. Like, I feel like she's got plans and she's doing things and she has ideas and she's kind of like on a path. When I look at her in this one, her yellow is so much in the after photo. And I talked to, I just talked about this. If you're already yellow, or even if you're not, sometimes after a trauma, if you're wearing yellow, it's because you're just used to taking over, being the planner. I mean, she's been through it. She's dealt with probably a lot of minutia that other people couldn't deal with. I mean, I'm sure she's been doing paperwork and the nitty gritty. And, and I'm sure with her sister's kid, it's her kid too, you know, in, in a lot of ways. So she's, let's do this, let's do that. Thinking about everybody, thinking about everybody but herself. And it feels like her path and her trajectory totally changed. And maybe she doesn't want to always think about that. Maybe that would be too much right now. So in this moment, when I look at her, it's like, you know what? We're, we're, we're doing this right now. And I can't reflect on what could have been because it would be too overwhelming. So the yellow is kind of acting as a bit of a tunnel vision. But she's aware of it and okay. she knows it. And, and like I said, like I just was talking about, this isn't bad. This is just life and how we survive. So okay. none of this, I don't want anybody being like, oh my God, I'm not myself. Or yeah. that, like, no, it, this is... This is brave. Okay. I, I guess I have a few questions. Okay. You know, just from a no, my novice self and my ignorance probably. No. I'm of here. all this. But all right, so you say she's purple, blue, and yellow beforehand. Yeah. That was what you said before. And now it seems like the yellow has come to the, the yeah, forefront. Yellow's in charge now. Yellow's in charge over the purple. Yellow and the blue. wasn't in charge before. Okay. So I guess my question is, and I don't know if there's an answer to this. So she had the trauma happened, of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if she said how long this has been since, but like, let's say, let's go down the five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Does it, do you think it will, does it still stay that way? Or eventually will the yellow retract and become like more of that purple, blue, yellow mix? Yeah. Is that, or is I that, know is what it, you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I just said, like, you can't go back to who you were because that person's okay, gone. You'll never go You can't, to- but that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't, you can't go back to who you were before the trauma because that right. person got... You're still going back to you, though. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're still going back to who you are. It's just different. And your aura will always be you, but it's going to be different now because... So we'll never go back It's like your brain. You can't go back to three years old. You've learned too much, okay? Like, you know how to read now. I'm making this real simple. Like, you know how to, like, talk to people. You can't go back to three-year-old brain. You've learned too much. You know, not to touch the hot stove. You know what I mean? You know, like, what to do when the dog growls at you. I don't know. Like, you've learned stuff. You know what I mean? And your aura is, like, kind of like your energy brain. And it's learned things now. So it... It's not going to go back to like a reset to before to, to something purple, happened. Blue, yellow, it can't, it can't because it learned too much, and so now it's just reacquainting yourself with that energy brain around you. If you want to think of it that way, that's learned things. Now, what can happen is you can let up, and I just talked about that. It's just kind of like I'm safe now, or I have to find how to connect with like and like just speaking in aura color. Like, let's connect with my purple. Right. You know, so I need I need to like let the purple out a little bit more. In what places can I do this? In what place can I give the yellow 
a, a backseat. Break, a, like a break. You know, do I yeah. do I have to be PTA president? Do I have to do that? You know, like little things like that. Right. You know, in what ways can I alleviate my yellow so that the purple can come out okay. or the blue can come out okay. like that kind of thing. So okay, that makes sense. So let's yeah. say five years down the road, she starts doing these creative outlets and now her aura would look more purpley to you Yes, versus yeah, and, yellow. And, and everybody has dark. their own journey, their own healing time, their own healing journey. Everybody has their own way they have to do that. Right. It's just like being conscious of it. And every day is a new day and being like, okay, how can I, be more me today. Cause every day that you might have a different answer for that. Okay. And, and after a trauma, it, you, it takes time and it depends on what happened yeah. and where you're at. Everybody's situation is completely unique, but it's reminding yourself that, okay, I'm okay. The situation's different now. I need to be different now, you know, like that. Okay. But it, it's, sense. I mean, it's easier said than done. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and that makes sense. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cause I was just trying to you know, I'm trying to figure this out just along with the listeners as well. Oh, no, I appreciate it, it because that's... I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you are. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Alexis is next. Alexis M. And I have two things that she wrote here. She first writes, this is me just a couple of weeks ago. I felt the need to share another after picture because I haven't, I have been in a healing cycle for the last seven years since SA happened. Okay. That's actual. So, okay. Seven years ago this February. Now self-healing has become my biggest passion in life, and I'm starting a business and writing a book about my story. Yeah. Okay, so that was her first one, and then there's a picture of her with her dog in the woods. Yes, that's her now picture. And Right, and then that was her now picture, and then she writes, This is me with some Mai Tais very shortly after I experienced a sexual assault that caused almost an overnight ego death. I was still very much repressing and trying to figure out how to deal with this huge trauma that was changing me and weighing me down very heavily. And then there's a picture the before picture of her with a couple of Mai Tais. Okay. So the one, the Mai Tai picture, which is where, um, this is shortly after her trauma. The trauma, right. What's interesting to me in this picture is she's, she's purple blue, but she shouldn't be blue. Okay. And, and then in her healing picture, she's purple green. And I feel like she should be purple green. So, I, and if I looked at this before picture, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I get hiding something, shame, trying to figure out how to move forward with it quicker than perhaps she needs to figure out how to, you know, owning it to like, listen, when something like this happens, a lot of times we can pick up the responsibility of the person who hurt us and we can hold it as shame. And Whenever you're holding shame, you're really just holding on to the sin of what somebody else did to you. That's not yours to hold. And I, but listen, like, like I said, we all have our own journeys with this. And I feel like the blue on her was her trying to figure out all the ways she needs to get it over with, get past it, move on, you know, da, da, da. I can't be like this. Almost like a guilt for even having feelings about it. And... And I feel like she's actually authentically purple green. So her and just purple green people, of course, they have emotions. It's just like this much and her need to process it. I feel like it just like overloaded her circuits basically. Now in her healing picture, I it's, it's so beautiful. Like when I talked about how you have to learn to meet yourself again, I feel like Alexis is really doing this. And I love that she's bringing it to other people too. That's so important and so special that she's writing about her story and owning it in her own way. 
So her purple green, it looks really clear and beautiful. And it looks like she's been through a lot for sure. Like, cause her aura is very transparent, but it's also really strong. So I feel like she definitely has a vibe where she's the kindest, nicest, most wonderful person ever, but do not mess with this woman <laughs> at all. Right. Like she has, it's like, I'm, and, and it, I think it's such a wonderful lesson. Like I can be both. I can be this wonderful, kind, compassionate person and have like the best fortress of protection around me that you've ever flipping seen. And she's done both of that. And, and I think that that's wonderful. Yeah. And these photos were taken seven years apart. I mean, I, I've been trying to figure it out myself just from looking at it. And I, I would say it looks like two, like I can't explain what you just did, but I would yeah. say it looks like two different people. That right there, what you just said, because she physically looks the same. But it's, she looks like a dip when yeah. that happens sometimes. And I, I think I just talked about that too, just, just before, um, people will look completely different to me. She has, I picked that photo because she has such a, a complete 180 in her aura. Yeah. Like that she was living purple blue. She's not really blue, but I can see where she might relate to blue things a little bit because she's had to live that way for so long after her assault. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, she, so that's a cue. If people look completely different before and after and they're like, well, they physically look the same, but they don't, that's kind of like an energy read thing that you're picking up. Okay. All right. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. All right, one more. All right. Shannon M writes, how old do our colors form? How old do our colors form? Okay. Okay. What if our trauma happened before we had distinct colors? I know mine, sexual abuse by a neighbor of a babysitter happened mm. at three and beyond that for me a year or more. Here's a photo of me at two and a half, mm. which would have been before. Okay, so there's a photo of her yeah. under three, had abuse happen around, she thinks, three, mm-hmm. four years old. Okay. Yeah. And then she writes, and here's a progression from then until now. I've been super curious about this and so glad you chose this topic because I know it affects so many of us. You told me that I was blue, yellow, yellow a few years ago, and just last year told me you saw purple now cracking in. I have my own conclusion about some of it, but I'm not confident that I've ever had a stable foundation to begin with since it's happened before I could really talk or had the words, which still affects me to this day. Um, she has problems with attachment style and communication style and disassociating, etc. I've been really working hard to undo and heal and take the parts of me and put them back together. Okay, and I so, see that work, you know, yeah, and, and like I picked were, this. Yeah. yeah because okay. like, what if it happened to you before right. you even understood what was going on? Like you don't even know normal, right. like what is normal? Who am I anyways? Okay. First thing you have an eternal soul. Each one of you has. And, and I feel this when I read, um, especially people who are affected this young by sexual abuse. Um, you need to understand this about yourself. You have an eternal you that no one can touch, and that's yours, and nobody has access to that. No matter what's happened to you, there is a part of you that I want you 100% to understand it is the eternal soul you that nobody has access to, and it is protected, and it is whole, and you are whole, and I want you to know that. And when I look at little Shannon Marie in her little baby picture before she feels like the abuse probably happened... Yeah, I see more of like, now she's little. So yeah, people ask me like, when do aura colors form? Here's like, it's it's kind of like, here we go again. I color in a baby, okay? So, you know, every baby has like those same blue kind of eyes. And then like either they stay blue or they turn another color, right? 
It's kind of like that with the aura. So you already have an aura. It's just, I, I can't see it usually. And I say around three, but babies have vibes and I can kind of figure out like, ah, that's going to be a red kid. Or I bet that's going to be an indigo kid or whatever. So like you did have your energy. It's just, maybe I can't see it. You know what I mean? So I don't want you to think like that. But when I look at her, I get a very, I actually get a yellow and pink aura on her, which even if nothing happened to you, the pink, it's very normal for that to turn into either. Sometimes I've realized either tricolors or purple. All right. But anyways, she looks yellow pink. Then she gave me a bunch of pictures and I can see like, even as a young girl, she looks yellow blue. So I feel like what happened was, yeah. And I just, this person everything i mean i can't it's it's Uh, it's upsetting to talk about yeah and but she lived it so i'll talk about it because she's the brave one so i feel like with her this became her way of like when she talks about disassociating and stuff like that i feel like the pink aura served her during that time but i also feel like it broke It, it just broke at some point and shattered and now when i look at her as a little girl i see a lot of just like blue with the yellow so it's just like be invisible be a pleaser fit in don't be noticed. Try not, you know, suppress, 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 suppress. But you know what? She gave this picture and it's her and it looks like her baby. And she's got a Sanibel Island hoodie on. And man, this girl, yeah, when I, uh, she, that purple is cracking through. So Shannon's doing some amazing work reconnecting with herself. I feel like the choices that she's made in life and the mindfulness that she's put towards her own healing and the priority that she's made in herself, I feel like that's cracked her open in a lot of ways. So she's, like we talked about, coming back to herself, right. the real self in her. I think you've used it before. Aura, cracking, purple. Aura, cracking, purple. Shannon, she's got aura, the aura. cracking, purple. Looks like lava. Like, you wow. know, like when it cracks yeah. through the surface and it's like, you can't ignore me. It's there. Yeah. I think she's in the, psych- <laughs> she's in the psychic workshop thing oh, now. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so she's aura she's cracking, cracking that purple. Yeah. Aura, cracking, Shannon. Yeah. I love that. Oh All right. Well, oh, this was, this you guys. Yeah. yeah. Tough episode. Yeah. We know it. Um, I've, and like you said, we, we apologize. We can't get to everyone, but hopefully you can take something from that and then apply it to yourself. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing we also ask, if you can share it with someone, maybe who's not a listener, who maybe yeah. well, he thinks this is stuff is too woo woo, but maybe, you know, just they need to hear this about trauma. I just want them to feel um, validated. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, you know, share it with them. Maybe they'll listen and get something from it. Uh, and it will help them as well. Even if they're not into the aura color things and all this stuff, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe just this episode will help them. Um, wow, you did. I, I mean, yeah, just amazing. <sighs> amazing I'm really, stuff. no, they're amazing. I mean, no, I mean, they're amazing. They're amazing. amazing the that's who's amazing. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And I am so glad you spent some time with us today. 